0: and think about uh, what Jello would look like if it was under the same uh, type of a mechanism of injury. That's what's going on inside of your brain.
1: The Chance of Sky Media. Media. Media.
0: This is Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr.
1: That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again on Code 3. Concussions and their effects have been in the news lately. Football players at all levels have experienced them and some professionals have seen some pretty bad effects from too many concussions. And it turns out firefighters need to worry about them too. They happen, and they can have the same kind of unfortunate results. That's our subject today, and my guest to talk about concussions is Matt Blankenship. He started as a volunteer firefighter, and in 2003, he was hired by Enrico County, Virginia's Division of Fire. His fight against the effects of concussions in the fire service is a personal one, as you're about to hear. Mab Blankenship, thank you for joining me on Code 3 today.
0: Thank you for having me. God bless you for what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Well, let's start at the beginning. What exactly is a concussion?
0: Well, that's a good question. Funny thing about concussion is that there's actually not a uh, a universal definition of concussion. I like to use the definition uh, that the uh, Concussion Legacy Foundation uh, uses. Um, they've been instrumental in being the education branch uh, for getting the, the uh, information out there that concussions have been so bad and devastating for uh, professional sports. The way that they uh, define it is a concussion is a serious injury to the brain resulting in from rapid acceleration, deceleration of the brain tissue with inside the skull. Rapid movement causes brain tissue to change shape which can stretch and damage brain cells. This damage can also cause chemical and metabolic changes within the brain cells, making it difficult for cells to function and communicate. So it's kind of a big definition, but since there's not a universal um, definition out there, I'd like to go with the ones that that are actually at the forefront of getting uh, the information out there.
1: And if I could simplify that a little bit, it sounds like what it's saying is a concussion is when your brain smacks the inside of your skull.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and that and also uh, just the uh, rapid acceleration and deceleration can uh, make your brain uh, basically stretch and twist and do all kinds of things in there that it's not supposed to do. Your brain basically is a consistency of jello. And so if you think about that, it's basically floating inside of your skull. And so whenever you have a rapid acceleration, deceleration, it can have a lot of forces going on inside of there that you might not be uh, uh, familiar with. But if you, if you can uh, kind of piece it back in together and, 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 and think about uh, what jello would look like if it was under the same uh, type of a mechanism of injury, that's what's going on inside of your brain.
1: Why don't helmets prevent concussions or do they?
0: Uh that's actually a good a good point. Um helmets don't prevent concussions. What helmets are really good at doing are preventing uh massive injury. Uh you know, the um skull fractures and and things like that. What they don't do and what they uh they have never been able to do is prevent that acceleration deceleration. Uh, if uh, that was the case and helmets prevented concussions, they would never have them in the NFL, obviously. You know, they uh, they wear helmets all the time and still have a massive problem with it. That's um, a
1: good point.
0: So even though we're wearing helmets, and that's a perfectly acceptable protocol, I'm not saying helmets are not necessary, uh, they just don't necessarily uh, prevent the type of injury that we're talking about.
1: Why has the culture of the fire service Not taking concussions seriously up to this point?
0: Well, I don't really think that it's not that they haven't taken it serious. I just don't think that they have made it. um, I just don't think they were aware of it, to be honest with you. Um, It took me a little bit of time to get used to uh, um, all these facts that were coming in when I started kind of digging into them. Um, The main one that I found was that, uh, according to the NIFRS reports, up to 15% of all firefighter injuries are head injuries and that's the uh that that's pretty significant when you think about um they did us uh the study from 2006 to 2008 and so that makes it about 12,160 firefighter head injuries that were reported and documented uh between those years so that's about 4000 uh plus Uh, documented firefighter head injuries. And I just don't think that people know that or or are aware of it. And I think it's one of those things where not necessarily the fire service has dropped the ball, but it's kind of like, hey, here's a ball. What are we going to do with it?
1: You have a personal reason for wanting to bring this issue to the forefront. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, so um, back in November of 2015, I was doing a training evolution at our drill school um I had a thirty five foot ladder um fall um on me it threw me to the ground oh. um i hit the i hit the back of my head on the asphalt and then the ladder fell on top of me again um uh, it damaged the helmet um uh, it was you know a pretty significant uh event um i had um my elbow uh uh the bursa sac of my elbow had ruptured um it, it had swelled up to about the size of of the of a softball um you know, some cuts and lacerations and bruises and stuff, but um, what was kind of more shocking to me was the fact that it, the concussion symptoms that I had um, initially, you know, were the um, seeing stars and some double vision and headaches and stuff got worse over a period of a couple of weeks, and then they just continued to stay um, uh, real bad to the point where I was, I was really pretty miserable for a long period of time.
1: Did you have a loss of consciousness?
0: I did not. Uh, as far as people could tell and as far as I could tell, basically when you can get a concussion, you can your brain can sometimes just switch automatically to what they call like an autopilot mode. And I think that's about where I was because I don't really remember getting from the drill school to the hospital and certain portions of, of the, the hospital stay. Um, it wasn't really until after uh, later that day that I started kind of coming around a little bit more. Um, but... Nothing that I was doing, um, was obvious to the people around me that, you know, this is a potentially career ending injury. Um, and so I, I just, uh, um, kind of made it through, um, the rest of the couple of days and then, you know, things, things got worse. So
1: how did they end up resolving themselves?
0: Uh, well a lot of the symptoms haven't resolved themselves i ended up having um about 25% of my peripheral vision is gone um that's uh, what they're thinking is is uh, permanent now um, a lot of things have, have gotten better but um you know i still have a lot of uh, chronic fatigue and lightens and and sound sometimes can get me um uh pretty um uh, pretty riled up and 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 also um In the beginning phases of it, I had a lot of uh, rage and anxiety issues that I had never had before, and so it was one of those things where I wasn't necessarily even relating those type of symptoms to concussion until later on when I was going to doctors and figured out, uh, you know, uh, what's a little bit of research.
1: You're saying that to some degree you had a personality change as a result of this concussion?
0: Yes, absolutely, and that's not uncommon. Um, I didn't know it at the time either, but, um, there's basically four different brackets of, uh, concussion symptoms that you can have. There's probably over 20, uh, 23, 24, uh, symptoms of concussion, but they can kind of be stacked into four different categories. Um, physical, you know, you got your headaches and nausea and vomiting and things like that. Cognitive, you know, where you're just feeling foggy or, um, you know, just not feeling yourself. Um, uh, Then emotional um, bracket of that is, you know, your instability, you got um, uh, you're nervous or um, aggravated all the time. And then another category after that is um, your problems with sleep. And I definitely had problems with sleep, too. I I couldn't get to sleep and I was uh, tired all the time. I could sleep for maybe 10, 15 minutes and I would wake up and I was just constant for weeks.
1: Now, that sounds like those are some symptoms to be looking out for. What are some other symptoms you've heard about?
0: Well, a lot of them um, can end up being um, symptoms that that are that are that are very um, inconspicuous. They they change and evolve. Uh, the same concussion that you got in high school may not be the same way that your concussion happens uh, when you have one. Um, you know today, um, you know sensitivity to light and sound, visual problems, uh, being dazed or uh, confused, uh, numbness and tingling. Um you know difficulty remembering things uh um being confused about recent events is a big one um and you know a lot of that uh, the stuff with uh you know depression or uh irritability uh sadness um just for no reason uh is, is also a good um signal that you you, you probably need to uh, be evaluated
1: we've all heard the phrase a mild concussion or it's only a concussion is that denial of a serious problem or is there in fact such a thing as a mild concussion
0: well i think uh even in the the the, the the big medical world, they're they're still debating this, you know, whether they should call it a concussion or whether they should call it a a mild traumatic brain injury. I think there's a a scope that people in general have when they're thinking about, you know, they think of concussion as, you know, a, a mild injury and they think of traumatic brain injury as someone in a vegetative state.
1: You know, I think calling it TBI is a little scary because it suggests that it could be a serious problem, but maybe that's what we need.
0: Yeah, I think so too, and I think uh, what they're looking at maybe is to change the mild uh, to a different word, um, and that would certainly be appropriate because any concussion, um, it may be mild, and most of them go away pretty uh, pretty soon if they're treated right. Um, with rest and, um, and, and just kind of knowing what, what to expect. But then at the same time, it, it's not really mild when you think about the long-term effects that uh, a concussion can have that most people aren't, aren't even aware of.
1: What kind of actions would you want to see fire departments take to deal with this whole issue?
0: Well, I have a, a couple of steps that I, I, I'd like to recommend. Um, first off, education's got to be number one. Uh, and most uh, sporting events and um, student athletes, especially uh, they have to go through an annual um, uh, education process on the current concussion research and laws and risk for um, for uh, concussions um, and that's usually varied state by state, um, but we could definitely do something like that i'd like to also establish some type of benchmarks that we can pull firefighters for evaluation from uh, and that's you know, certain benchmarks like like a, if they're involved in a motor vehicle accident or a fall collapse um, or if they're exhibiting any type of signs and symptoms that need to be pulled immediately and evaluated. Um, another tool that we could use in the fire service is baseline and sideline tests. Um, there's a, a couple out there that are that are really good. Um, they're using in most sporting events now. Um, and that's basically where you go in. You take a test, and then after you're suspected of a concussion, you retake the test and see if you have gotten uh, worse on it, which would basically trigger you to be pulled from the game uh, at the time. And there's one out there specifically called the King Devic test, and that one is a four-minute test that you can take baseline with your annual physical. And then you can also have um, uh, just on an iPad, you can go back and retake your your test on scene So you can pull people and make sure that um, that this is an accurate objective, um, you know, uh, test that uh, that that, that can be taken instead of just going on vague symptoms uh, that you're not aware of. And the the other big thing that 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 I'd like to to see is that if a firefighter is suspected of having a concussion, that they need to be removed from duty for at least 24 hours. Um, That's that's a um, an international. rule that's out there uh, for um, sports uh, per the consensus statements on concussion in sports um, from the Zurich conference in 2012. This is basically um, all the big doctors in the world have gotten together and they've come to the conclusion that you should not be uh, exposing yourself to another uh, traumatic event the same day of uh, of, of a concussion.
1: Sounds like a lot of great suggestions, and hopefully they'll start to be implemented. Matt Blankenship, thanks for being with us today on Code 3.
0: Thank you so much.
1: And there are links to more information about concussions on our website, code3podcast.com slash concussion. Check them out. Okay, are you ready for some trivia? In the movie Backdraft, Kurt Russell played Stephen McCaffrey. He also played his character's father. What was that man's name? I'll have the answer after this.
0: If you've been thinking about making a monthly pledge to support Code 3, we have an even better reason for you to do it now. We've started a new subscriber-only benefit. It's called the Code 3 Bull Session. It's more material from some of our interviews. Interesting stuff that didn't make it into the regular show. But only patrons get to hear it. So head over to Code3Podcast.com slash support and make a pledge of $10 a month or more and you'll get immediate access to the Bull Session. Don't miss it. Here's
1: your trivia answer. Kurt Russell played not only Stephen McCaffrey, but Dennis McCaffrey, Stephen's father. Dennis picked a very bad day to take his young boy on a run with him. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'm Scott Orr, and until next time, I'll see you later.
0: Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.